Thank you for listening to Wellness 101. My name is James. I'm sitting here with Dr. Downs. Well, today, James, we're going to talk about berries. And I remember back in Indiana, starting from age six on to about 12, we had an abundant supply of wild blackberries. That was the main one. Rarely, Grandma would make a trade either with eggs or apples for some cherries, but mainly it was blackberries. So during that season, I learned what scars look like on the back of my hands picking <laughs> blackberries because everybody had to pick while the getting was good. And then you would have massive quantities of blackberry cobbler, but you also canned tons and tons of blackberries for the wintertime. And, oh my goodness, uh, we probably had can after can after can of jelly and preserves because everything had to be done for that season to get as much as you could done to carry you through the entire winter into the next season. Well, what time of year did, do berries usually uh, arrive? You know, after all these years, I can't remember. No, oh, okay. This is one of those little oddball things that sure. I can remember facts and circumstances and all the different fruits that we consumed. <laughs> and obviously the fruits that we consumed back there was blackberries, mm-hmm. sour apple pie, applesauce, apple butter, cherry pie once in a while, mm-hmm. very rarely, rhubarb pie, rhubarb cob- cobbler. And sometimes you'd mix the rhubarb with the blackberries. It made a very interesting flavor, but very good. Rhubarb pie. Wow. Uh, that was just about it. During that period of time, I didn't even know what a blueberry was. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it only tasted probably a strawberry once in my life because my aunt in Anderson, Indiana, didn't have children, so they would invite me to come up for two weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. And they grew a ton of strawberries. Oh, wow. And I wouldn't eat them for the first several days. But when I finally ate them, I almost ate myself sick. Oh, sure. They were so good. so different, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just wonderful. But blackberries uh, has a unique flavor and a unique characteristic chemical chemically. But I, let's say that all the berries we're going to be discussing today, mm-hmm. in general, have very, very similar characteristics. And the two types of reports that people mostly read when they do the research on all the berries is that they will eat, read antidotal reports and then, of course, scientific reports. And the scientific reports is what I stick with. I tend to stay away from the more antidotal, even though I do read them and do take them into consideration. But all the different berries that we're going to be talking about today have very similar chemical characteristics. And the only reason I believe that there is differences reported in the research because the chemicals are very similar is that people are looking for a single berry to have a single chemical that distinguishes it from other berries Mm. which makes it have a specific therapeutic value that can be concentrated and synthesized perhaps later to make a drug Mm. so they're looking for that because a lot of this stuff is old folksy stuff whether it be cranberry for urinary tract but if you look very carefully at the literature It'll support other berries also oh, okay. as having good retardant effect on people who are subject to bladder infections and things mm. like that. But blackberries have good, good characteristics. And if you look at some of the early uses of uh, blackberries, and which I do prescribe today for the same basic purpose, it did, including the leaf, have some good effect to alleviate diarrhea. Oh, so way back that. when, if you had diarrhea or dysentery in general... Because the polyphenol content, it was a specific remedy way back when, along with white oak bark, the interior of the white oak bark used by the Indians for diarrhea. So it had great value there. Look at the literature very carefully when you do your research for scientific reports on its immune system enhancing effect, especially for colon cancer, esophageal, some lung reports, but not much. And it 
I think one of the important things that relates to all that too is not only the anthracitans and chemical there, but it also is very high in antioxidants. And you've heard the words free radicals. Well, it has the chemicals in the blackberry that has a squashing effect on that. Oh, and that's good. Yeah, and I, I know it's powerful in antioxidants, but doesn't it also have like a prebiotic value as well? It has some prebiotic value, perhaps because of the fiber content. Mm. But generally speaking, it is more the antioxidant, anti-free radical effect because of the oxidative factors, not only the vitamin C, but other chemicals too, that have some really good antioxidant values. And I consider it just a good, tasty thing. And if you look at the mm -hmm. uh, reports, scientific reports on what it's contained, you do get a few little minerals, not much. Uh, mostly anthracitans and tannins. You get a little folic acid, a little vitamin E, for example, and other chemicals. But the uh, anthracitans, polyphenols, are the important ingredients in that. And there's lots of different varieties of that, and there's lots of concentrated forms in the marketplace, usually about 100 grams of uh, powder equals 25% of the anthracitin and the concentrates. Hmm. Then it becomes almost like a medication as far as its effect. Now, if you're diabetic, can you eat these? Are they low glycemic? It's low, fairly low glycemic. Okay. And uh, the my memory of those are very, very pointed as far as the taste, flavor, and consistencies. There are a few people that avoid them because of the little seeds, mm. because they have diverticuli. Oh, yeah. And they're well, worried about them causing problems. And I'm sure there's a supplement they can find instead, right? That would be okay? Oh, there's plenty of other things. And uh, if you want just plain juice, you can take the blackberries, force them through a colander, mm. and that removes the seeds, but you get the uh, juice and the pulp. <laughs> you can just squash it through. There's little triangle things. And it, I used them when the... Years ago, I don't have one now, nor sure. do I intend to do that. Yeah, they're a little, they're a little hard to clean. Yes. <laughs> well, later on, uh, when we moved from the uh, old farm to my stepfather's and my mother's new farm in Jennings mm -hmm. County, we had tons of plants that had been planted there, blackberry plants, over previous generations. And sometimes they would have to go run out. The country, the country people would have to run out the city people who came out to steal their berries. And the rule was always, you just told them they had to leave. This was a commercial field. Mm. And sometimes it was a little problematic. But you <laughs> want to make sure they didn't return, yeah. if you get my drift. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. Because they would just pick, they would, yeah, it'd be, pick the field dry. They'd be, they'd be gone, yeah. And so sure. uh, this is why there's always been a conflict between city hunters, city pickers, and city people who come out on the country and basically go on private property to take, pro take their property away. Mm. It is either for their personal use or for commercial uses. So there is some problems there, and that hasn't gone away even today. Oh, wow. There's a little problem. I'll tell you some interesting <laughs> stories about that. But later on, I got introduced to blueberries. Mm -hmm. And blueberries is one of the probably the most popular current berry that is commercially harvested. It has second cousins throughout the world. There's been a close association with the Española chokecherry, mm -hmm. uh, the bilberry from England, yep, and, of course, the huckleberry. Oh, yeah. Here Huckleberry. in the southern United States. Is that the same as elderberry or is it different? It has, they all have a simil, similar characteristics, oh, okay. different chemical concentrations. All of them do. Like huh. the bilberry has more anthracitans, and I'll speak a little bit more on that, okay. than does the blueberry. But the blueberry can be more commercially harvested than, say, the bilberry. Sure. You can buy the plants online and you can grow them, certainly, but you have to pick them by hand. Mm. There's no mechanical pickers that will tolerate yeah, without uh, the squashing they, get along, the they don't get along with each other. They yeah. squash them. <laughs> but the blueberries is very important. And if you take a look at the uh, 
Department of Agriculture studies, for example, on the antioxidant qualities of blueberry, mm-hmm. you're going to find that it's about 700, 1,700 milligrams per 100 grams by weight, and you get a good antioxidant effect from that effect from vitamin C mm-hmm. and from vitamin E, about 1,600 milligrams of vitamin C. And, but it's by activity, not the actual amount. So you can eat lots of them fairly inexpensively in comparison to the other berries mm. and get along great. And it makes great with oatmeal, for example. And, oh, yeah. I love it in oatmeal. And, makes, and pancakes, too, oh, actually. everything. So blueberries is very, very big because of the antioxidant qualities that have been well verified. But it does have the chemical polyphenols and anthracyanins that does affect, seemingly, from an oxidative standpoint, affect on arterial sclerosis now. If you look at that hypertension uh, effect on red blood cells, it does have a characteristic that has been so well researched, pointing out that the antioxidant quality of blueberries is of extreme value there. And scientific articles have been researched. Now, if you have a severe hypertensive issue, you're not going to eat a bowl of blueberries and say, well, I'm cured today. It's not, mm-hmm. doesn't, things don't work like that. No. With not all the berries, like all the vegetables, like the cruciferous family, it is the additive and cumulative effect of consuming different varieties of berries on a fairly regular basis to where you get the benefit. If you only eat a bowl of berries once a month, then you can consider that's the only day you're going to have any effect. Mm. It's the additive and cumulative effect where you get benefits. But the research on blueberries, compare the blueberry to the cranberry as far as urinary tract infections. Mm-hmm. Very similar characteristics and researched almost in the same category. There's been lots of research from anecdotal reports on its effect on vision, similar to the bilberry. But again, mm. most of this research has been done on anecdotal research mm-hmm. rather than scientific research. It does have some effect on your immune system, and there's a whole bunch of different carcinogenic issues that have been addressed by the scientific research on how you use these mm. for that purpose as an adjunct to any of the other technique that you might be using. It does have the polyphenols, the anthracyanins, the other immune-enhancing effects with the vitamin C and the E activity, which is very beneficial in this case. It also has shown uh, equally to cranberries to have an effect on E. coli. Oh, really? So it does. If you oh, eat no them. way. This is why that when you're on a trip, for example, <clears throat> you want to eat plenty of live-cultured yogurt, for example. Sure. And you keep dried blueberries and dried cranberries with you because huh. you're not going to get them driving in a car too much. No, no, that would be rough. But you can eat lots of these and drink water, and you will get the uh, effect on the risk of kidney or bladder infections minimized dramatically by consuming these type of foods. And it isn't going to hurt you, and they taste good. Yeah, yeah, it's a good snack. Very good. Now, if you look at blueberries as far as reducing total cholesterol, good research on that, Uh, lowering LDL cholesterol, that's good. So it does have some beneficial effect that I find to be very... Uh, good. I haven't even heard of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, the researchers, like if you talk about Alzheimer's disease, uh, disorder, uh, disorientation, coordination, learning, memory, short-term memory, sense of balance issues, mm-hmm. you have to assume that it's probably a lot of the antioxidant value that's giving you those benefits. And those have been well-researched almost on the fringe of research that does justify eating them if you have any of those problems as a complement to anything else you might be doing medically. So it oh. certainly isn't going to hurt to eat a bowl yeah, of blueberries. Yeah. No, it's just food. And it's really, really good. <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a great believer in using blueberries on a regular basis. And I think that blueberries and oatmeal go together to reduce cholesterol risk. 
in a very positive way. Oh, yeah. Easy to consume in the morning. And I'm sure if you don't like blueberries, you might like the benefit of the blueberry. You can find a supplement. You can find a supplement, <laughs> like that. Yeah. But when you look at it from a supplemental standpoint, mm-hmm. understand that you have the regular berry, mm-hmm. fresh ones. You have the frozen. Mm-hmm. You have the juice, like the canoes and juices, which are very good with blueberry. Oh, that's right. And then you graduate all the way down to all the different categories, fresh, frozen, dried, and of course, then you get to the concentrates, Mm. past the juice. And the concentrates is where you can take capsules that are very well standardized, Mm -hmm. specifically for treating the condition, especially if you can't eat enough of them. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. The antioxidant value is tremendous. It's also very rich in fiber, which a lot of people don't pay attention to. Mm -hmm. Rich in minerals, probably as good as most of them. And it has a chemical we'll discuss later called elagaric acid, which is very, very good for your immune system. Tons of anthocyanins, and I think it contains perhaps not as much resveratrol as, say, grape skin, mm-hmm. but it does have a goodly amount along with vitamin C and other good nutrients. Oh. So it has really, really good. Now, let's make a comparison real quick between sure. another berry we're going to be talking about. That is a bilberry, mm-hmm. and that is the main difference between blueberries and bilberries is their anthocyanin content. Now, blueberries contain approximately 245 milligrams of anthocyanins per 100 gram. Oh, with, wow. And blueberries contain 123 milligrams of anthocyanins per 100 grams. So that means one's better for the eyes. Well, it's an assumption right? you have to make. Yeah. And I'll tell you a story about that from World War II. Okay. This goes back. Yeah, shows, wow. shows I get memories from being too old. Oh. But <laughs> they, when you're when you going to have fine difficulty in finding enough bilberries that you can mm-hmm. drink... Bilberry's juice, but it's very expensive in comparison to other things. Yeah, it really now, is. You just have to eat more blueberries, and you get the very same benefit. Sure. So it's almost like a two-to-one ratio. If you was going to eat a handful of bilberries, you would get more benefit from the anthocyanins. So you eat two handfuls of blueberries. Mm. Your cost-benefit ratio would be in the favor of blueberries in this particular case. Okay, I see. So I'm suggesting to you that it's so easy to get commercially available that it is something you don't want to ignore. And if you don't get the proper uh, balance of your nutrients, you can't find the blueberries, you run out of blueberries, there's always standardized blueberry caps. Well, I take them, Mm -hmm. which has an immune-enhancing effect. It's great for my skin. So a lot of these individual components I take on a regular basis, which is your juices. Because sometimes I run out of juice, so I take the capsules. Sure. It's very simple. I don't... Uh, capsules use... might be more convenient for travel, too. Oh, it's much more yeah. much more convenient. It's nice to have the food factors, too, but I think that blueberries is something that's so easy to get frozen or yeah, fresh. Yeah, they're widely available. And the canoes and juices are delicious. And otherwise, you have to take the multiple formulas. Now, I will tell you, all the concentrates that I'll be talking about today is also available in the Greens First Doctors brand, mm-hmm. which is called Reds. Oh, yeah, the Reds. All yeah. the red pigment in there. Now, I have a tendency to mix the Reds and the Greens together with collagen. And it doesn't taste as good as using it all by itself. Mm-hmm. But I use two scoops of Reds and two scoops of Greens, so I get all my vegetables and my fruits on a daily basis with those to complement whatever else I'm doing from a food standpoint. Oh, sure. And, and that I, makes me feel good. And I've had both of those, and on their own, they're very good. Well, you probably <laughs> you probably know a lot of older people when you approach 76 years old, for example. Mm-hmm. They can't think too clearly. Mm. And so all those berries I consider to be extremely important to maintain good verbal capability and mental alertness 
and the ability to mem- have memory and recall. Well, it does help give you uh, an energy boost, that's for sure. Absolutely, beyond mm-hmm. a shadow of a doubt. But research Bilberry. You're going to find some okay. interesting comparisons. <laughs> now, after my stepfather came back from World War II, he was a Norden bombsite technician. And he rewired planes after they were shot to pieces over in England. Oh, cool. Usually B-17s. Rarely a B-24, but it's mostly B-17s. And so during that process, there was statements made about why the British pilots could fi- fly their Lancasters at night mm. for nighttime bombing. And oh. it's they spread this rumor that it was because they could see better hmm. and they could have better night vision. And so that was a rumor spread everywhere. I mean, it was just tremendous British propaganda. Huh. But now it is true that blueberries and all the other berries, including the bilberry, does have an effect on the ability to see better in bright sunlight. It does improve night vision. All that has been researched. But it, it is a minimal effect in comparison to the propaganda output. Mm. Now you would ask the question, why would they spread that <laughs> everywhere that <laughs> bilberry jelly would cause such improved night vision as to why the British pilots could fly their Lancasters at night and hit the target. Because everybody wants to be as cool as a British fighter pilot. Yeah. <laughs> a little interesting side note on that. What is it? <laughs> the, the interesting side note is that during that same period of time, they had developed radar. Oh. Not only radar to allow them to identify the German planes coming over from the from the France main, French mainland, but they they were able to use radar to pinpoint where they were going much better, much more accurately. So it was less a vision issue, more of a radar oh, okay. expertise. But they're trying to they're trying to make up for it, maybe with a, a, a give it a kind of a good cover story. It was a wonderful cover story mm-hmm. because they didn't want the Germans to know oh, okay. at the time. That's at least good, that's uh, what my stepfather told me this whole sure, story. Sure, and I remembered it then as something interesting, but I didn't put any any really good uh, study into it until later years when I just thought it was a fascinating story to think about. Sure. Oh, yeah. About propaganda in general. But if you look at the bilberry, it does have the same characteristics of a blueberry as far as uh, cardiac circulatory systems, antioxidant values. It's been used for uh, venous insufficiency, for example, to some effect. Dysentery, yes. It does have effect on Heliobacter pylori, the prevention of uh, peptic ulcers, for example. Wow. And there is tremendous number of references probably eight or nine that I really expect, but it goes into 12 or 14 with a couple of suspect ones on the ability to overcome eye fatigue, age-related macular degeneration, uh, cataract prevention. Hmm. We can just go on and on of its effect on eyes. Now, nobody knew that back then. There was no, no scientific research on it. But it's it. a powerful berry there. Very powerful yeah. berry, good for the immune system, and it does have enough polyphenols to make it superior to blueberry as far as its anti-inflammatory effect on body tissue. Oh, interesting. So from that standpoint, I give it lots of credit. Now, I told you that the blueberries can be easily harvested from a commercial standpoint with Mm -hmm. mechanical pickers. Oh, yeah. The bilberry cannot. Yeah. So if you want bilberries, you can go online, buy a bush, they'll send it to you, you plant it, you grow your own. Are they okay to grow in pretty much all climates? All climates. Okay. All climates. With a certain amount of care. Yeah. Of there is some differences. Sure. But I was never introduced to a blueberry or a bilberry during my youth. Didn't mm. know they even existed. Yeah, I never, never heard of Never saw a, one. Yeah, I've never heard of a blueberry, uh, bilberry until no. I started working here. Yep. Well, after age 12, when we moved to the new farm, 
uh, my dad and mom, they did plant blueberry bushes. Mm -hmm. And I remember those. Asparagus beds, apple trees, seedless persimmons, tons of blackberries, apricots, pears. We had everything on that old farm spot. Sure, yeah. And that was on the second farm. And I remember all those things, especially the seedless persimmons, which were a wonderful treat if you like persimmon pudding. <laughs> so I was raised up in that particular environment. Bilberries also have an effect, possibly because of their anti-inflammatory effect, on the preservation of collagen in human tissues. Oh, wow. It does basically have an effect on the collagenase enzyme. Mm -hmm. It also has an effect on the elastase enzyme, both of which destroy tissue. Mm. So if it, it has an inhibiting effect, now what specific chemical causes the innovation, I truly don't know. No, but the it, berry is a... It's berry a youth, is very, power, very powerful. Very powerful. It's the plant of youth, sounds like. Very much so. <laughs> and, but it has all other characteristics that makes it different from a research standpoint. Mm -hmm. It does contain about 25, 24, 2500 milligrams of cholagenic acid. Mm. And that's something that anybody should research if you have gallbladder or liver problems. Oh, really? It's like sauerkraut might have cholecystokin, which affects the dumping of the gallbladder. Mm. But cholagenic acid and betaine, like in beets mm -hmm. and Jerusalem artichokes and artichokes in general, mm -hmm. that cholagenic acid is very good to help clean out the liver. So it's in multiple liver formulas and cleansing programs. Oh, cool. What you do is you can eat sauerkraut. Sure. And you can take your artichokes and you can take your beets and beet greens. And this all, all prevents gallstones. It has a prevention effect in general. Okay. It makes a flow of bile. Uh, I think sauerkraut juice has been used for generations, hundreds of years, for example, to treat that type of condition. Oh, know, really? Dumping to keep the bile flowing. Huh. It contains cholagenic acid. In other cultures, like in Europe, for example, during the wintertime, you would eat more fatty food, but you weren't burn off the energy. Yeah. So to prevent that, at least once a week, you would eat something that has sauerkraut in it because of the cholecystokinin, which would have an effect on keeping everything flowing good. Kind of flush your system yes. a little bit. And they just knew to do that. And huh. so generations who came from Europe, came over to the United States, they would remember that characteristic. And of course, I can remember growing up that we always, always had big crocks of sauerkraut fermenting all the time. <laughs> and at the end of the season, it was all gone. Wow. Giant crocks, not little bitty ones, giant ones. Really? And I remember the fermentation process. And when I was younger, being scared to death with no electricity, mm -hmm. going down into a cellar oh, yeah. with a coal oil lamp. And we had to take off the cheesecloth on top, move the scum back, then reach in and get the sauerkraut and move the scum back, cover it on, up again. On the, oh, okay. All on the sauerkraut. Gee whiz. The fermentation process was wonderful. Again, that was preservation. Sure, yeah, yeah. But I remember those things. I liked the sauerkraut. But I just like going into that cellar. Yeah, so you, you like the flavor of the sauerkraut, though, right? Yes, I love it. Yeah, okay. I just absolutely love it. And I like it crispy. I like it any way, shape, or form. Uh, when we get to the talk about seeds, for example, and herbs and spices, mm -hmm. we'll talk about the benefit of why certain cultures in Russia and Poland and Germany use lots and lots of caraway seeds, mm. specifically in the cabbage. When it's cooked, mm -hmm. fermented, it prevents gas. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. We're going to have fun when we get to that yeah, heck section. Yeah, yeah. All right. But cholagenic acid is one of those things, and I mentioned the anthracyanins and the polyphenols, and I'm talking about a bundle. Like, if you're dealing with uh, 100 grams or so of weight, you're getting about 12,000 in the polyphenols. It also contains quercetin, resveratrol, vitamin C, and a little bit of astragalin, which is good for your immune system, 
But uh, a lot of people don't look at those particular ones. If you looked at catechin, a chemical, quercetin, resveratrol, and mm-hmm. vitamin C all have similar characteristics yeah. as far as capillary fragility and healing. And we will talk about them separately on another time. Okay. But I just consider it a fun thing to talk about these various berries because they're very much ignored by a lot of people well, as far as the absolute importance in your diet. I mean, who knew that a berry would have would be so action-packed? It is. Yeah, I mean, I would have no idea that all that power would be in a tiny little sphere. Well, again, it's an additive accumulative effect. Yeah. Hey, let's talk about raspberries. Sure. Now, I think my daughter said that during all three pregnancies mm-hmm. at the end, she drank raspberry leaf tea mm-hmm. to prevent cramps. All So all of my three grandchildren are raspberry tea leaf babies. Oh, wow. So I know it's very, very safe, but raspberry has some very unique characteristics. And again, raspberries, dried, fresh, juiced, any way, shape, or form. Raspberry jelly, for example. Oh, I love raspberries. It tastes good. Yeah. Well, it has the same characteristics I mentioned about various types of uh, malignancies. Read this as far as the research compared to blueberries and all the other berries, you're going to find it's just like an overlap. And it's the uh, it has some interesting chemicals, like the elagaric acid, which we'll talk about later. But it also has some very interesting effects called isothiocyanates. And this is a very interesting chemical that makes it have benefit. A little different than some of the others do. But it also has been researched rather well for its uh, retardant effect for Enerichia coli, Heliobacter pylori, Salmonella, and Shigella in a Petri dish. So it does retard the replication very nicely. Hmm. So if you're, something is happening, you have all the berries to grab from. You can grab one that has more importance and don't give up on raspberry juice. Because it has those characteristics that are just wonderful. That wow. nobody, nobody pays attention yeah, to. Yeah, you don't hear a lot about raspberry. No, but... It, it, and I, I read these things and try to look for characteristic differences yeah. to make them more therapeutic in a specific way. Well, then when you eat them, you're more mindful not just to enjoy it as a berry or a treat, but yeah. there's, a, there's a medicinal purpose for it. Yeah, you can make it a medicinal. <laughs> and again, it's available too, like in the raspberry mm-hmm. concentrates and the reds from yeah. doctors, uh, which is the same brand as like the greens first. Yeah. And I just love it, drinking that stuff because of the nutrient value, but I also understand it's also good to eat preserves mm-hmm. and eat raspberries when you can get them. And I like them fresh. I don't oh, me that. too. Oh. I, I love them. And sometimes when you get the blackberries and the raspberries together. and the blueberries and mix a nice fruit mix together, Oh yeah, it makes a wonderful combination. But again, when you read this stuff, you have to understand about the synergistic relationship of one berry to another. Some have characteristics slightly different, slightly different chemical structure, and I will tell you too that raspberries also has a real problem with pesticide residual. Oh, really? So if you buy them fresh, please throw them in a bowl of water, Mm -hmm. put some ice cubes to make them nice and chilled, throw in a little bit of dissolving chemical, like the coconut oil-based materials that I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. and just let them sit there as long as you want to, rinse them off really good, and devour them because you want to get rid of as much stuff as you can. Sure. That might be contaminant. And if you did that, you also might wash off some things that people put on their fingers because these things oh, have to be picked. Oh, yeah, that's right. I just, even cantaloupes, I don't care what it is, I want to wash it. Yeah, I wash it too. I don't yeah. want to slice through a cantaloupe with a knife. I even wash a grapefruit when I use it. <laughs> oh, please do. Because when you cut a grapefruit with mm-hmm. a knife, 
if it has tremendous surface contamination from his dozens of people. You're going to distribute it. that with the knife all the way through yes. it. Yeah, I think Force that. that sucker. Mm-hmm. And people would not get as many bad things happening to them. It's like some of the restaurants that have epidemics of bad food poisoning. Yeah, it's all just... Coli. Mm-hmm. Well, where do you think that come from? Of course. Bad, dirty hands. People that just don't wash Plus or care. people who didn't clean mm-hmm. the fruits oh, and vegetables yeah, they properly. Didn't, they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. They didn't clean them. And some of that stuff sticks, and so you have to use some type of a non-toxic, tasteless detergent, in my opinion. Sure. Just to soak them and rinse them off, just to make sure you get them as clean as you possibly can if you're going to serve them to somebody. Well, and I'm sure a lot of that uh, can come from like a like a lemon. How many how many restaurants probably wash a lemon before they cut it up? I it's mean, the same thing. They've been they touched by human tea, hands. They stick it in your tea. They stick it in your water. You know, yeah. So I think everything should be washed, in yeah, my I'm opinion. Yeah, I'm with you. And it's I'm not paranoia. It's just good no. common sense. Yeah. Because our immune systems aren't able, unless you live in an environment where you're coming in contact for With dozens everything. of years. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can build up an immunity. Yeah, sure. Some people, all, all of the cultures around the world, they live there, they eat those foods, their body adapts. It's almost like a genetic adaptation to where they can tolerate those things. But they, you, they did their suffering early on. Yes, <laughs> probably generations before. Mm-hmm. That's important too. And I like elderberries. Now, as I mentioned each one has different chemical characteristics. And if you look at um, the health benefits of elderberry, again, we have the same things on immune system issues. Heliobacter pylori, for example, mm-hmm. also been researched to have a retardant effect on other viruses, including the flu virus, for example. Again, polyphenols has a great effect. They, in, they basically inhibit these things. They've been researched well for that purpose. And so that I think there's a uh, Sambusca, Mm-hmm. is a concentrated, highly effective elderberry concentrate yeah. that is used for colds and flus and stuff like that to help build up your immune system. Yeah, and they've even, uh, we carry a product called Sambucus. That's perfect. That's, yeah. That's the yeah. standardized version, which I think was officially recognized in Israel. As I think having, you're right, yeah. antivirus. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's important too. But it's rich in rutin, quercetin, bioflavonoids in general. And I consider it one of the very good products Especially the concentrated stuff. Yeah. But, but you could buy the uh, elderberry, elderberry wine. Yes, elderberry I've used juice. elderberry wine, by the way. Very good. And all this stuff is really good. And you, The processing isn't going to kill the beneficial effect. No. But you get into the Sambusca concept. You're basically concentrating it to almost a, a drug-like consistency. And there's always, I mean, they, there's so many options with the elderberry. I mean, I think Now Foods has the, the zinc tablet with elderberry. Yes. That's like a lozenge. That one's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And mm-hmm. I, like, I like the, I keep a bottle usually in my cupboard of a bottle of the elderberry concentrate. It's yeah. highly concentrated and standardized. And I pour an inch or so in a bottle of a glass and mm-hmm. my uh, Gerasteiner mineral water. And I sip that whenever I feel I need a little bit of boost or something. Well, that sounds my good. My immune system is suffering, <laughs> but it does work very well. Great antioxidants. It does have an effect on the oxidation of low-density lipoproteins, mm-hmm. and it does seem to accommodate stress. Oh, okay, makes you less stressful. And I heard something that they, they even used this back uh, right around uh, 1918 for the uh, swine flu. It's been used for that because yeah. it does have a concentrated uh, effect. But remember that what we're talking about now, which has been researched by various universities and study Mm -hmm. groups, we may identify something now and give it a name as far as inhibiting something or fixing something or benefiting something 
But you have to remember that these things have been used for centuries before. Oh, yeah. Go back to the time of Hippocrates and find out what he grew outside his house mm -hmm. to treat people. And you're going to be surprised. 40% of most, most of the medication is made for by herbal ingredients. Oh, yeah, true. And so this is not... This it's is, nothing I, new. It's just forgotten or redistributed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, of course, in the early days, they would say, well, it's an old wives' tale that this did this or this sure. did that. And mm -hmm. later on, they would prove it, and then they would make an <laughs> announcement as if they knew it all along. Sure, yeah. And they yeah. sort of forgot the last generation who said, it'll do no good. Don't do that. That's funny. Here, take this. So everybody's selling something. Mm -hmm. But, well, we're not selling anything. Just pointing out the variety of different natural berry substances that if you consume one or the other mm -hmm. on a very regular basis— you get an additive or cumulative effect that is beneficial to you. And it has a great benefit well beyond anything that I'm talking about. It's called It Tastes Good. <laughs> and that's one of the important considerations. That's very good, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I don't like to talk about anecdotal things. I like sure. to talk about things that have been researched. So when I make a comment, I have the research to back it up. And I've researched it enough so it makes sense. That's, that's a good way to go. By the way, have you ever consumed pure, unsweetened, cranberry juice yes actually i have it'll bite your head off wow it has a yeah it does have a bite it makes you pucker yeah the only way i can drink that stuff is add a little bit of stevia or add a little bit of agave nectar cut it 50 50 with some blueberry juice and add some Steiner for bubble well you know uh you were a lot <laughs> you were a lot smarter than i was i just bared with it oh lord <laughs> mercy 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 you know and it actually grew on me after a while <laughs> well if you like dill pickles you'll like this mm -hmm. oh, it's sure. got tannins in there that'll curl your toes yeah <laughs> but it does have tremendous benefit now this is another example of an old wives tale with people way way long ago okay uh, talking about its use for prevention of kidney stones, urinary tract infection. Mm -hmm. They didn't even know what uh, E. coli was. They didn't know what detrimental bacteria was. They didn't know what cystitis was. Mm -hmm. But they knew it worked. And so now, of course, they've identified it. And all just about everybody tells you, well, drink your cranberry juice. Mm -hmm. Well, there's an interesting composite bit of scientific research that identifies things. Now, the average person is going to say it kills the bacteria. Well, it retards replication. Mm -hmm. But it retards replication in a very interesting way. So if you have okay. a little bad bug in sure. your bladder, mm -hmm. if you have another bad bug and another bad bug, it prevents the clumping of those together. Oh, so and it helps to prevent the attachment of those clumps to the wall of the bladder, producing oh. a colony, which then causes a nasty infection. So in other words... Uh, they, they can't stick around, literally. Right. So you flush them out. Precisely. Oh, okay. Now, that's that what makes the sense. research seemed to indicate it, uh, its effect. But it also has some other beneficial things. It uh, has a benzoic acid content. Mm -hmm. And if you've ever touched benzoic acid, you know it's anti-inflammatory. But it's also antimicrobial. Oh. So okay. it has some, just like tincture of benzoin. Mm -hmm. Well, this has that chemical in there. So it does have that beneficial effect. So I will tell you, too, that it has quinic acid. It also has something called hippuric acid. Mm -hmm. The hippuric acid has specifically been identified in the cranberry as having the beneficial effect on preventing cell replication and adhesion to the walls. Wow. Now, that's important to know. Mm -hmm. Now, you're not going to run around and buy yourself a bottle of hippuric acid, but you can. No. <laughs> you can eat all the cranberries in all the different forms, or you can take concentrated cranberry capsules, mm -hmm. which by itself is like eating several glasses or consuming several glasses of cranberry juice. Wow. So 
when we're going on trips, you always want to take your cranberries with you. You want a little cranberry juice with you. And you want some cranberry capsules. Especially if you're basically oh. at women. Oh, yeah. yeah. Had a tendency with riding long distances to perhaps get a little dehydrated sometimes and develop bladder infections while on a long trip. Well, and you, we all know that it. when you're on a trip, a trip is stressful and stress lowers your immune system. That's exactly. So you need to safeguard yourself. Safeguard. And this is such a simple <laughs> way. I mean, it really is. Greek yogurt, live cultured, the cranberry and blueberry dried and all the different connotations you could make from it. And then, of course, uh, taking the capsules with you is a good preventive. One, two, or three a day, depending on your propensity to get these things. Yeah. And it, I've never had a failure with this. Well, nobody wants to be sick when you're away from home. Well, it's just like <laughs> we have lots of patients who take cruises. Mm-hmm. And they're oh, always worried yeah. about catching something. Oh, yeah. So before we go, we have them, I have them go to a, their doctor and get a prescription of antibiotics that they may not have to use. And we want to make sure they have some antidiarrheal medication. Mm-hmm. And we want to make sure they have blueberries dried, cranberries dried, acidophilus capsules with live culture in it. And we have shelf-stable uh, acidophilus. Absolutely. So you don't have to refrigerate it. Yeah, it's great to travel with. This prevents a mm-hmm. world of hurt on the cruises mm-hmm. and improves your immune system. And I would certainly suggest taking concentrated capsules with elderberry mm-hmm. and drink, if you can, get a bottle of the concentrated Sambusca and take that with you. Yeah, that's good to have on hand. every day you do this <laughs> to prevent virus replication. So you go to the scientific literature, we can talk about heliobacteria. Uh, we mm-hmm. can talk about the uh, all kinds of detrimental bacteria, E. coli, for example, Krebsella, some of the proteus species, Pseudomonas, and sort of Streptococcus. It has an inhibiting effect on all those, according to the scientific literature. Wow. Now, if you get a staph infection or, or excuse me, strep, you're not going to go say, well, I'm going to cure this with no, no, no. cranberries. Yeah. You're going to get it killed. But all these are adjunct things you can do to either prevent mm-hmm. or to complementary treat whatever recommendations are made. You're, you're just being proactive. You're being proactive. Yeah, yeah. And I will tell you, there's absolutely nothing wrong with being proactive in these type of things. There's not, no. And, you know, it's like the flu. We, I mentioned about elderberry. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. you've got a similar characteristic uh, in the cranberry as far as it's uh, effective. Oh, I didn't know that. It prevents replication of bad little things. And I don't care what you've got. These things won't hurt you. And so if it has even a moment's worth of value to consume them, if you are, have a propensity to develop these conditions, then absolutely beyond a shadow of a doubt, you should try it and use it. I'm just telling you, do your own research, and you're going to find that hypocuric acid, quinic acid, and elagaric acid are something you should really think about for the future. Wow, who knew? I, I mean, I love cranberries, but I had no idea they were oh, so good for fun. me. Oh, that's fun. Everybody <laughs> likes grapes. I, I don't oh, eat, yeah. eat the light-colored grapes. But again, same example. When you look at a grape versus a blueberry versus an elderberry, etc., you'll find the same research capabilities. Whether it be heliobacter, improving your immune system, or whether you have herpes simplex, fever blisters in your mouth, all has an inhibiting effect, great antioxidant values. It has beta carotene, a good dose of lycopene, res- resveratrol, my goodness, it's loaded. The now, are dark these, grape Okay, I was going to just ask. I was just going to ask if it was the darker grape or the green. It has to be the grape. Okay. It has to be the dark component. Okay. And resveratrol is a chemical extracted from the grape skin. Uh-huh. And resveratrol is a tremendous antioxidant 
for a wide variety of conditions. So if anybody is interested in doing the research, they should research resveratrol, certainly, mm-hmm. and elagaric acid, and those things that I mentioned in general, even gaelic acid, if you want to just have some fun, and the uh, polyphenols. Now do, now, do these things stay when they preserve these into jellies? Do these uh, qualities? Wow. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. It doesn't matter whether it's a fresh-picked grape mm-hmm. or whether you're going to make it into a jelly or a preserve or drink it like Knudsen's. Oh, uh, like the grape, grape juice. juice. Oh, yeah. All those have similar characteristics, and you can also put them in highly concentrated forms, oh. which are mixed in with things like the reds that I take. Mm-hmm. And the sulfuric compounds are phenomenal. The isothiocyanates, oh my goodness, and sulfur, sulfuric compounds is good for your immune system. That's what grandma used on her cows. <laughs> oh, wow. We could talk about that for a couple hours. <laughs> but I always thought that was interesting. Now, remember, the skins of the red grape mm-hmm. is the ingredient that's the most important to think about. That's where you get your resveratrol. It has the highest concentration of polyphenols. And much of the capsules that I've taken on them, well, mm-hmm. I take resveratrol. Oh, yeah. I take yeah, the yeah. resveratrol capsules, which are extracted Usually it contains 30% anthracitans, mm. and I take two of those every day for my skin. That's probably a, an easier way to get your a high, a, like a good level of resveratrol. And basically, mm-hmm. so I don't have to eat all of those things all the all time. All the time, yeah. Because I have my favorites. Sure. And of course, blueberry is one of the favorites. Not only because it tastes good, but it's very convenient. And it's it's lower glycemic than grapes, if I remember very right. Very low glycemic. Yeah, yeah. And this is why the people who have weight problems, you also understand about grapes, mm-hmm. has some uh, anti-fatty Oh, they do? Characteristics. I didn't know that. Oh. So is this just the darker grape? Though? That's the darker grape. Okay, not, not white. the other grape. Okay. Now, the chemical that I take, I've told you, is resveratrol, mm-hmm. which is a concentrate from the very grape that we just finished talking about. Sure. But it has some interesting effects like increases the activity of SOD, which is a strong antioxidant. Mm. It also improves nitric oxide synthesis. and does have an effect on norepinephrine and serotonin values in the brain. That's oh, I didn't have any idea. Research. So it does have some benefit there. So it's been used for lots of things. It also helps, may reduce, the toxicity of nitrosamines. So if you're eating lots of processed meats... Mm-hmm. This is something good to consume. You need to have this with maybe your meat plate. It works really, really <laughs> good. But I like it also because it has certain effect on chemicals that relate to clear thinking. Mm. That's one of the reasons why I like it. It does have an effect on C-reactive protein. Thus, mm-hmm. it's going to inhibit some inflammatory factors. I think it's good there. Uh, the The overall benefit has been probably more recently researched than I ever thought possible. Trying to concentrate hmm. and make a drug out of the resveratrol molecules. Now, you could get it with drinking the dark red wine. Yeah. Certainly not the others. That's our dark favorite Dark grapes. Mm-hmm. It has similar, seriously similar characteristics to the mulberry and the blueberry and things like that. Really? Yes, huh. absolutely. And, oh, by the way, i got to tell you, chocolate fits into this category, too, <laughs> as having some resveratrol characteristics. Oh, man, we could do a whole show on chocolate. Oh, my goodness, yes. <laughs> well, you, you talk about the red wine value, mm-hmm. and you understand that uh, in Europe, mm-hmm. some of people live to be a ripe old age, and they consume red wine in small glasses mm-hmm. at every meal. Yeah. It's just part of their... And it does have some inhibitive effect on bacteria. Sure, yeah. But it's one of the reasons why they have such a improved cholesterol level, hmm. I think, 
than lots of other people. And uh, there are some cultures, of course, that have never consumed alcohol that have no alcohol dehydrogenase enzyme in their liver, mm. thus can't metabolize it. Sure. The ones, the people who are born and raised generation after generation after generation, generation with this consumption concept, mm-hmm. uh, they seem to tolerate extremely well. Remember, the resveratrol is in the grape skins. You get it in your seeds, stalks, vines, roots. I'm not going to eat a vine. But it <laughs> is there. It's not in the flesh of the fruit. It is in the skin. So the grape skin is the biggie. So the darker the pigment in wine or any other juice is the best. And that's why I think it is, uh, uh, it's important to consume it on a regular basis. Now, the Japanese knotweed, uh, mm. knotweed is probably the highest source of resveratrol. And it has, believe it or not, a thousand times the resveratrol content of grapes. This is why a lot of the Holy healing arts communities yeah. are using extracts of the Japanese knotweed. Wow. Because it is much more potent than the grape. Now, is it less expensive because you have to use less material? Or is it more expensive? <laughs> I, I, I think that... Because it's uh, higher potent. I don't know. Huh. I've never done the research on the commercial aspects of this. Except to know I know what it costs me when I buy a bottle of it. Mm-hmm. And it certainly is not the most inexpensive thing on the marketplace. Yeah, I know we carry both. And both seem to be... Uh, the, I would say the resveratrol from uh, the grape seems to be... Less that's what I use. But I could be basis. wrong. I a life wrong. extension. I like their brands. Yeah, they're that's a good line. Good line. And I like mm-hmm. Thorn Laboratories. I like the Doctor's line. Mm-hmm. And I certainly do like most of the products in the Now line, which yeah, is very Now's great. Yeah. They have great patented mm-hmm. formulas. And uh, one of the things about, uh, I mentioned about the cherries, of course, and the black cherries, red cherries, and that type of stuff. Now, I want to make another point on that as a sort of a backtrack. Okay. okay. And that is... The uh, there is black cherries, red cherries, and sour cherry. Mm-hmm. Each one has similar characteristics. More research has been done on the anti-gout effect of red and black cherries. Oh yeah, which does have very pronounced anti-inflammatory effect. A lot of research has been on the anti-inflammatory effect of tart cherries. And if you make a tart cherry pie, it's like taking. An anti-inflammatory. Oh, wow. This is why tart cherries is very important because it's one of the main ingredients. Mm-hmm. Is one of the bottles I always keep at home, which is a DNS inflammatory defense. Oh, yeah. Along with all the other chemicals in that defense formula, mm-hmm. number one is tart cherry. tart cherry. Wow. And I know it works because when I go out and do stupid things in the yard <laughs> and I outlive my collagen base because I don't have any aches and pains. Mm-hmm. But if I overdo it, I will continue my collagen, and I usually go on a regimen of the DNS, inflammatory defense, until I get cured. Yeah, we have noticed that that has become quite a popular item in the last year. Well, actually. it had a great mm-hmm. anti-inflammatory for yeah. people with arthritis or any other condition. Or even but people with just the systemic inflammation. It works great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you that the uh, effect of the tart cherry, the concentrate, is why it is in the inflammatory defense ah. as a multiple roach, along with curcumin, mm-hmm. along with concentrated ginger, along with all the other anti-inflammatories that have been researched from nature, combined into a very convenient one to four daily yeah. anti-inflammatory formula. I like that. Just it's like, a good product. Yeah, that's very good. 
Now, the blueberry capsules, I think, I think if I remember correctly, is from Life Extension. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And the pomegranate, I take, is from Life Extension. Yeah, both are so very I've good. So I've got all those berry things. And uh, whenever I'm not feeling as good, everything gets pushed. <laughs> I take all that stuff into my system. That's right. And it does work very good. Now, remember that uh, the best is starting with your fresh. Then you go to frozen. Then you go to dried. Then you go to juice. Then you go to concentrated chemicals, which has been extracted with all the beneficial chemicals intact. It can be bilberry complex, which is usually about 80 milligrams extract. You get about 25% activity of the anthracitans. Uh, now has a good brand of uh, cranberry extract. I've used it. Mm-hmm. Carried with me a lot with a little bit of grapeseed. Uh, I like it really well. Life Extension Resveratrol, I like it well. Uh, I like the Life Extension Blueberry. One to four ratio. I just love those things. One to four daily. Oh, my goodness. And it has a tart cherry that also can be added to the protocol when you take the uh, inflammatory defense from a DNS and the pomegranate. See, all of those wow. is something I like to keep on a regular. I rotate in and out of them. Yeah. So I always try to keep one or more of all of them in my system at any one given time. Because all the benefits that I've talked about and all those little acid molecules... If there is an interest, we will certainly talk about the hypocuric uh, acids mm-hmm. and the elagaric acids in more detail. Sure. But I think it's important to understand that it does have tremendous value well beyond <laughs> just simply the taste. So wow. uh, we'll cover all those other subjects unless you feel we... Do we have time for some elagaric acids? Yeah, we sure do. Mm-hmm. Well, let's throw out this. Okay. It's a really interesting name, elagaric acid. Yeah, we got to love that. So if you feel it poor, you just go drink a gallon up. No, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't, don't do okay. that. But it does have some uh, tumor suppression effects. Oh, cool. It does have some effects on Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis. Yeah, that's... All the different immune systems. Again, I could read probably 20 or 30 different scientific reports mm-hmm. on all the benefits that has been researched on. Uh, I wish they had more research on skin issues with it, but they don't. Sure. Uh, detrimental bacteria reduces inflammation. Strong antioxidant used to improve liver function in some cases. But I think that it has uh, benefit uh, well beyond. And you'll, so you'll find elagaric acid added to some formulas. But remember, all those things that I mentioned today mm-hmm. is in the fresh, frozen, dried, juiced concentrates, which contains the elagaric acid by the very nature of its existence. Sure. So it isn't really necessary to go out and buy elagaric acid by itself unless you're someone that really hates berries and you want that desired think. effect that's right <laughs> uh, some companies who put this stuff in a little teeny yeah, amounts sure it's where it gives you a sort of a supercharge and i i think source naturals may carry that on its own. Acid. yeah i think they might it has <laughs> tremendous benefits for immune system but i will tell you that when you have the i'll say it again synergistic cumulative effect mm-hmm. of consumption of any form of these things on a daily basis, you get an effect that is magnified greatly and has very little benefit if you only eat something once a week or once every three or four weeks. Wow. So go there with this. And if there's any more interest in some of the individual chemicals, mm-hmm. like pure acid and quake acid, I'll be happy to discuss them. But those are just components that have been researched trying to make a medication out of it, which goes far beyond the medical and uh, my effect is I don't consider a concentrated form of a blueberry extract sure. to be medicine. It's just a concentrated blueberry. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, you got to think of it as just 
food with benefits. That's right. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing. If you get a big <laughs> bottle of balsamic vinegar, it may take a quart for a, just a small amount of the sure. balsamic syrup. Well, look at that from analogy. Anything you cook down is going to be get more concentrated. Oh, yeah. And the pigment isn't going to be much figment, uh, affected by the heat. Sure. So from that standpoint, everything we mentioned today has benefit. It should be used consistently and in variety so that your taste buds are have a pleasant experience. Mm-hmm. And then if you're trying to go after a specific condition or to prevent a specific condition, like cranberries, for example, mm-hmm. and bladder infections, then you would certainly want to go to the concentrates, follow the label directions on a really good product, not junk. And that is reasonable to do and logical and does not conflict with any traditional medications. It don't conflict with anything. Hmm. It's just good food consumed in a variety of ways to tickle your taste buds. And then if you don't have it available, take a pill. That's just a, that's a, I think that's a good way to go. That's a good way to go. (laughs) That's the next subject we'll probably cover on another podcast. Okay. I think that uh, we need to touch on the nuts and seeds. For sure. And cover some of the individual food components not covered in what we talked about before. And then we need to get to the about 150 herbs and spices that has not only a culinary effect that you would use in your food, but also has some antimicrobial influences. But I think a chocolate show would be very um, interesting as well. The history behind chocolate is pretty interesting. Well, a 60% chunk of chocolate in my buccal pouch that slowly (laughs) dissolves works wonders for my mood as it goes to the mesolithic reward system in my brain. That makes sense. And says, wow, you feel good. That's right. And this is why sometimes I take a little chocolate 60%ers Mm -hmm. and I'll take two to four of them in the bottle. Of a coffee cup and put a bit more of a Google on the coffee shops. Yeah. I want to add my 60% chocolate to your coffee. To my coffee. And then you steam it with the hot steam. Oh. With the milk. Oh my goodness gracious. It mixes in beautifully. And after a short period of time, you can really like yourself. <laughs> I think we got we, we've talked yeah. enough for the day. Don't that's say. right. That's right. I got to go close the store here soon. So okay, thank fine. you, Dr. Downs. So, and I'm looking forward to the next podcast. Okay. Well, enjoy it. For more information about products mentioned in today's podcast, just go to our website, rdownsnutritioncenter.com. And once again, thank you for listening to Wellness Radio 101.